What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Tailgate Kings, where we're going to talk about, is this the greatest QB matchup of all time for this Super Bowl? How long is the national anthem going to go? And, uh, and, 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 and is an NBA game going to actually work into some parlays? Well, we've got a lot to talk about here. And Casey Jones, the kid's having a baby right now. So the kid's having a kid. So, uh, so in the meantime, Chef Chad and, uh, and Jason Reynolds and I are going to hold down the fort here. All right. It's coming, guys. Sunday. We've been waiting for this. It's, it's, it's been like the only uh, sports season that kind of, you know, made sense the whole way through. Albeit, I know, Jason, you'll tell me your Steelers got, got the short end of the COVID stick a couple times. But for the most uh, part. The Ravens and the Browns will tell you that, too. The whole AFC North. There you go. All infecting each other. You know, I mean, so besides the AFC North, it's been, a you know, a pretty – normal season and it's been like you know the one relief maybe a lot of us have had from uh from uh the the pandemic and hurricanes and whatnot to be able to watch the the, the super bowl or to watch the nfl season in general and, and and just get some some normality and here we come to the end and we've got brady we've got mahomes we've got you know two great defenses we've got awesome wide receiver cores what is the biggest storyline going to this game for you jay Oh, man, I, th- I think it's the most obvious one. It's got to be this Brady versus Mahomes. Will Brady, like, lose and have to pass the torch, or is he going to be able to, to keep it, you know, into his mid-40s now? And there's no doubt about that. I mean, we're looking at the best quarterback ever, at least statistically. No matter how you feel about him, nobody has as many rings, right? Nobody has won as, as many consecutive divisional championships, all that sort of stuff. Statistically, you cannot top Tom Brady, but in comes Pat Mahomes, who's the kid who could, right? He could literally meet or break Brady's records. And he's certainly off to a start that makes you think if he can stay healthy and if they can keep that squad together, it, it, it could actually happen. So, so that's it for me. This is, this is the Super Bowl the NFL dreamed of in a pandemic year. Chad, what about you, man? Is this, is this the biggest storyline for you as well? The, the maybe the passing of the torch? Or, or is there a bigger storyline going into the Super Bowl for you? It is the biggest storyline. I mean, it's, it's hard to get you know, two heavyweight names like this at two alternate ends of their careers in a position like this and have such hoorah around it. I mean, it's, it's almost impossible to, to frame something so perfectly for the NFL. They've gotten, they've caught lightning in the bottle. They've, they've gotten the best possible scenario, but if there is a tangential other element to this I think it's injury and you know the 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 fact that Patty is going to have to pull his best um Michael Jordan pre Phil Jackson Scotty Pippen out of his hat and and be something bigger with pretty much a totally decimated offensive line due to injury and COVID we don't know if Kilgore is going to play you know that's that's a, a, a tangential storyline here that with that defensive line that has created all kinds of havoc across many different teams this season in Tampa Bay, that defense is good. And without an offensive line to protect him, how, how much can Mahomes, how many magic tricks can he, can he pull out? So I look at injury as, as a, a sidebar also ran story in this. Hey, look, I, I, hey, Chad, I'm with you entirely, man. I, in fact, I, I would kind of put both the alls together because for me, it's been the defense of both sides. The, 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 the one thing that hasn't been talked about enough is these great defenses. And let's keep in mind that, that Steve Spagnola is the guy, the defensive coordinator for the, for, for, for the Chiefs, is, is the guy who shut down Brady in those previous Super Bowls with the Giants. So Spagnola knows how to get to Brady. And then on the, on the flip side, you've got Todd Bowles. And as you said, Eric Fisher's out for the Chiefs. So how's that defense going to be able to get JPP, Shaq Barrett, and those guys, Devin White, getting and, and disrupting Mahomes? And how much is, is, is then Spagnola going to be able to disrupt Tom Brady? So it's just it's, – it, it's kind of a combination of what both of y'all say. It is, it is the quarterback matchup, but for me it's – it's the defense versus quarterback matchup on both sides because I feel like both these teams are just so stacked on the offense that um, that 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 it's that it's that on both sides. But Jay, talking about this, then for you, is this the greatest QB matchup of all time? 
You know, I thought about this for a while. Uh, it, it's been a question going around this week. Obviously, the thing that first comes to mind for a lot of people is Montana Marino, right? Uh, especially Montana being a little bit older than Marino at the time. Not quite the age difference as we have now, the greatest age difference ever, right? And I can see that. And I think that I would put that up there. But I think I think I have to give it to the Bradshaw Starbucks Super Bowls, right? Those 1970s Super Bowls. I mean, look, the first time they met in 76, that game went into the fourth quarter with Dallas leading 10-7. And then the Cowboys got another touchdown. The Steelers got two and the Steelers won like in the waning minutes. Then Starbuck and Bradshaw met again three years later and the Super Bowl again. That went into the fourth quarter, not in the half, fourth quarter, 21-17, right? Four-point difference. Both quarterbacks had two touchdown drives in the fourth quarter, right? So four touchdowns in the fourth quarter for the Steelers to eke out another Super Bowl over Starbuck. So I think Bradshaw Starbuck, whether people want to admit it or not, has to be the best Super Bowl quarterback matchup slash rivalry of all time. No doubt about it. But I think this could easily be a second place one with maybe Favre and Elway. I think Favre and Elway might be even closer if this game is more competitive. The Marino-Montana matchup gets too much hype. At the end of the day, Marino only scored 16 points. And as you noted, Matt, defense is often the story of championships. The San Francisco's D won that, that, that Super Bowl. I mean, we could talk about Joe Montana all day, and he was great. But Ronnie Lott and his crew held Marino and Duber and Clayton to just 16 points. So I think we have to wait till it's over to see. But it lines up as perhaps an Elway-Farve uh, kind of competition right now. All right. Where, where are you at, Chad? Do you like the L.A. Favre? Do you like the, the, the Bradshaw Starbuck? Where, where, who's your number one? I, I think it's funny that you guys are calling him Starbuck, first huh? of all. What? Starbuck, what? <laughs> it's Roger Starbuck. Um, but it's funny. It's funny. It's just making me laugh over here. Um, but, you know, if you're just going on, like, raw. Roger Starbucks? <laughs> can, I, can I get a cappuccino Roger Starbucks? <laughs> you might have some stock in the Starbucks. Who knows? Um, but, you know, I like those. Uh, Bradshaw, Starbuck, those were great matchups. Elway Favre, great. But if you're just going, like, talent-wise, I mean, while they may not have lived up to the billing, Montana Marino, I mean, how, do, how how's that not it? I mean, it was that 85, I think. I mean, what? how are those the two that aren't up until this point, uh, you know, and a nice, nice similarity here, you know, uh, Montana isn't quite as old as, uh, or wasn't as quite as old as Brady is now, but Marino was a baby and, and, Patty's a baby, you know, there's kind of some similarities in that. And I think they're, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say there's going to be a similar outcome, but in terms of just raw, who were the best two guys at that time? I mean, I, I don't know how it's not Montana and Marino. All right. Hey, look for me and, and, and uh, maybe there's a lot of homerism in this, but nobody talks about it, but because the special teams play kind of decided the Super Bowl. In I know sense. where he's going. Yeah. <laughs> But come on, man, Breeze and Manning. I mean, come on, that the, the the Breeze we've already talked about. You know, the the only Super Bowl he's got. You know, and Manning at arguably the height of his career. We're talking about two guys, like I said, the height of their careers. Not two guys, one at the beginning, one at the end. Both Drew Breeze and Peyton Manning were at the height of their careers, and both hungry for Super Bowls. Peyton had already had one. He needed another one because at this point, uh, Brady didn't have you know six. You know, so. Peyton still felt like he could maybe catch him in, in, in the race or, 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 or do something to, to, to cement himself over Brady. And Breeze, you know, hungry for one period. And it, it, I'll admit, it, 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 everybody remembers it for the onside kick, I think, that starts the second half. And, and, and that ends up being the play that everybody remembers. But, but both these guys played well. And I think, you know, the, that's a really good quarterback matchup that we don't talk about. I think another one is, um, is Warner and Roethlisberger. You know, uh, from what was that, two thousand eight or something like that, uh, Jason? Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand eight season, two thousand nine Super Bowl. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's another another great one right there. You know, it was right at when Big Ben was the best Big Ben he was probably. You know, and it's Warner 
you know, with, with, with his final hoorah. So I think those are two that we don't talk about. I'm not saying that they're, they're number one. And I don't know where to put Brady and Mahomes yet. I think we got to watch this. I think going into it, it's got all the intrigue to be one of the greatest matchups ever. Cause here's a question for you guys. How much longer does Tom Brady play? Especially if he wins, does, does he play like another three, four seasons? I mean, noodle arm didn't look like noodle arm this year when he had weapons to throw down the field. I mean, how much longer do you get Brady playing here, Jay? Uh, as long as his contract in Tampa Bay is. I think even if he wins, he stays another year. In fact, I think if he wins, he's more likely to stay another year in an odd way, like unless he gets injured. He seems to, you know, he seems to be cementing his legacy by seeing how much icing he can put on top at this point, right? <laughs> like he's, he's going to stay and get as many as he can. But I think if he wins this year, he knows he might have a shot at an, a real, realistic shot at another one. If he loses, he came so close, he's not going to have that, you know, he's going to want the taste back in his mouth. But I think next season will be his last win or lose. Wow. Okay. So you'll think he's only got one more after this. Chad, what do you think, man? How many more seasons for Brady? I think the avocado icing is not done. I think you're going to see him, you know, and he's already having the conversations. He's already saying things like, you know, we're going to be much better next year in interviews. Like we're, we're just now starting to understand. And he's probably right. You know, he didn't have the full complement of his guys. Uh, Antonio Brown added late. Gronkowski added last minute. Leonard Fournette added last minute. No preseason. No, no, you know, no chance for that organization to gel. Why? I mean, the dude looks like he's Benjamin Buttons. He's aging in reverse. I mean, he looks, he's glowing. He looks like a, I mean, it, it, the, the sheen on his on his face i mean it's like jesus is this guy for real is how how does anybody you, you have to spend a whole lot of money to get to that so you don't invest that much money and then and i, I three more years i'm giving him three yeah that's what i'm saying man he could play you know three four more years he could sign like another two-year contract after next year or something it it I, it, it it's kind of scary because i thought you know he was going i mean i called him noodle on for three years in in in, in new england then he comes out with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Scotty Miller, and he's throwing bombs because he's got weapons for the first time don't since. You, don't, yeah, don't you think that was more by design of the organization and what, you know, Belichick had around him and, and his maybe, you know, not want to poke at, the, poke at the bear, but his inability to find those other guys that can run down the field and create opportunities like that. Look, Belichick has not been a great drafter of talent as a GM. He's probably grossly underachieved in all reality. So at, at what point was he just playing his part and doing what he was supposed to do? And at, at what point were we being deceived by what it looked like? It's crazy, man. It, it's, it's crazy. You're right. Man. What if he was throwing some lame ducks so he could get out of New England? Uh uh, all right, so outside of the quarterbacks, guys, who's who's the one player you know on offense that that, that the Bucks have to stop? Is is, is it going to be Tyreek Hill? Is it going to be Kelsey? Who, who's who, who's the guy for you, Jade, that the Bucks have to stop on offense? You know that the answer is always Tyreek Hill. <laughs> you know, like, and there's not a bad answer here, right? The 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 Chiefs have so many weapons; they can keep the Buccaneers occupied and in a bad way all day but if you're going to get burnt by somebody you don't want it to be the Mahomes Hill connection because Travis Kelsey can burn you but he's going to burn you in 10 to 20 yard chunks whereas Tyreek Hill will rip off an 80 yarder and a 60 yarder and a 40 yarder if you let him he can strike so fast and so quickly I mean the answer of course is you got to stop Mahomes so he can't get the ball to either of them you got to let the Chiefs beat you on the ground you got to commit to being like you go ahead and give the ball to to, to Edwards Hilaire if he's healthy, uh, Williams, uh, Bell. Give it to every running back you want. We're going to shut down Mahomes and his receivers. But if I have to pick one guy, it's Hill just because of how quickly he scores. Chad, what about the Chiefs, man? Who, who do they have to stop on offense? Is, is it Evans? Is it going to be Antonio Brown coming out of some crazy game? Or, or is this going to be like a Ronald Jones-Leonard Fournette sort of game on the ground? Yeah, I mean, to, first to answer the, the first question, did, did – Tyreek Hill have like 476 yards receiving in the first meeting against them in the first quarter. <laughs> and like a quarter. In the first quarter. I mean, it was like, what the hell is this? How, what are we going to do? So, yeah, 
Tyreek Hill on that side. But I, yes, Matt, I think that is uh, an astute uh, observation on your part. I think for, for what they want to do being uh, the Bucks, they're going to have to establish Fournette and Jones. I think they're going to have to get that play action. They're going to have to get that, that defensive front to commit those linebackers to, to, to be pursuing the line. They're going to have to get those guys like Matthew to, to be, you know, who's going to be in the slot. Who's going to take those gambled shots. They're going to have to get the run. I, I, I feel like Ronald Jones is is kind of the x factor in this because he's he's one of those guys who he's been up and down up and down but i i I see him being a guy who's almost the x factor in this godwin drops passes we don't know what antonio brown is going to even be 100 percent, and evans you know is gonna is gonna get matched up on and bracketed probably so they're gonna have to look to find a way and maybe it's maybe it's a Gronk, maybe it's a Cameron Brait, but I, I think it's going to be one of those more undersung guys for Tampa Bay who's going to have a role that we don't expect if they're going to be successful. Yeah, like I said, it just goes to all the, all the weapons on both sides of the ball. The fact that you you rattled off like seven guys there, Chad. I mean, there's there's at least seven guys in the box, and probably the same with the Chiefs. We started going down the list, you know, three running backs, Hardman, Hill, Kelsey, all those guys. I mean. there's just offensive feast here. But going to the tight ends then, I mean, you've got Kelsey on one side. You've got Gronk on the other. We were talking about QB matchups. Jay, is this the best tight end matchup of all time? Or, I mean, which one would you want on your team? Holy heavens to Betsy, is it? Yes. Oh, my goodness, right? And let's, let's talk about the tight end position just for a moment overall and the way it has really grown over the last decade. Wow. I mean, like... It used to be like, you know, for years, all you ever heard is like, well, that that guy looks like Tony Gonzalez because there's only ever been one really great tight end, you know? And now it's like everywhere you look, there's great tight ends left and right. But these are the two premier tight end player, t- tight ends in the game without a doubt. Who would I take? Uh, who would I take right now? That's a tough one. Ooh, on this stage, uh, I, think, I think I might actually go Gronk just because I feel like he's a guy – uh, who's getting it done in the run blocking game as well, and who's been on this stage many times and knows how to handle it. But they're really 1A, 1B. They're, they're the best. I mean, if you're talking about who do you want on your team long-term, obviously it's Kelsey because he's younger and he can still surpass Gronk. But we're just seeing a whole new age of tight ends, guys who are basically enormous slot receivers and also great run blockers who do it all and basically are, are like secondary captains right below quarterbacks nowadays because they know the run game and the pass game as well as quarterbacks. They have to. It's, it's a really cerebral position, and to watch it bloom is really to see football move into the 21st century. I, I couldn't be happier with this matchup. No, I, I, I totally agree, and, and I'll be honest. How I got to my QB matchup was, was, was from this question, because I was like, what is another great tight end matchup? And the only thing that came to mind was a great tight end in a Super Bowl was, was Dallas Clark. And I go, oh, Dallas Clark, who do you play against? Jimmy Graham. <laughs> and that's how I got to Manning and Breeze on the other end of that. Anyways. So, Chad, where, where do you fall, man? Do, where, who do you, you got, mean, Kelsey you, or Gronk? You mean the Russ Francis, Joe Rose, uh, 85 matchup wasn't <laughs> for you? I mean, that was – come on, Russ Francis. Come on. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, Travis Kelsey has kind of reset the bar in terms of what is expected from – the tight end position. And I think Gronk was the guy who preceded him in creating what that benchmark was. He was the guy who, who was like, you know, the most athletic, the, the, the weirdest, fastest guy at his spot. And, you know, Kelsey, Kelsey's kind of rebranding the position. And again, now don't get me wrong. Gronkowski was in a different scheme where, previously with the Patriots, he was more the focus where Kelsey, I think benefits from, you know, we'll see if, I mean, we didn't even throw out Sammy Watkins. We'll see if he plays and it looks like he will, but all of those burners on the outside soften up that middle for Kelsey. Kelsey's the more interesting guy in this. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, he gets so wide open because of the other guys around him 
going back to the previous question, Tyreek is the guy you, you're the most terrified of, but Kelsey's the guy who benefits from the terror. He's the one who <laughs> <That's true. laughs> constantly finds all of those soft middle spots and is so brilliant at it. And he and Mahomes seem to have like this telekinetic thing together. Kelsey, Kelsey's the guy you, you, you got to fear the most come Sunday. Yeah, but you're, you're going to see on, this, on the same side, you're going to see Gronk earn his yards and the way Kelsey doesn't. He, he, Gronk did this in New England and he's done it in Tampa Bay and he's going to do it again. He's going to block for Jones and for Fournette and he's going to block and block and block and block and teams will be like, we, we got we to get around Gronk. We got to get around Gronk. They're going to get so used to getting around him that when he needs to, he's just going to slip up the seam unencumbered and make it for like a 30-yard pass because they're so used to having to try to get around him, they just forget to block him. I won't argue that. He has reinvented himself as a blocker. He has never been that as a, as a guy. He's always been the, the, the receiving option. And you give it to the dude. I mean, he's come back and accepted less of a role in terms of the spotlight and done just exactly. That is perfectly said, Jay. He, he will give you every reason to think this isn't my play. This isn't my play. This isn't my play until it's his play. And that's, and, and, and you know that they will wait and wait and wait to find him in exactly the right moment. That's why I'm kind of, you know, I'm not going to tip my hand, but I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. He is, as a guy, who's more valuable? I mean, just because of his raw numbers, Kelsey, but in what his role to the team is, how Gronkowski has sacrificed himself and become a better player because of it, I, I, I think it's a push. You know what's funny is if, if, if I ask you just randomly, like, you know, which one of these guys has had a reality TV show? You just assume it was Gronk. <laughs> what, Kelsey has his own, his own clothing line, doesn't he? He's like, he probably he does a, too, I guess. Yeah, he's, he, had a, he had his own, like, reality catching Kelsey. I didn't oh, know that. I, I'm waiting for him to release his first rap album. It's only a matter of time. Maybe uh, he can do, like, a, a duet with Dame or something. Little, and get and get that little little crossover NBA NFL mediocre rap album. Look out for it. And get Jason Kidd and and Deion Sanders to do some some sub rapping on it. Shaq, yeah, some Shaq. Shaq. Shaq would actually be good compared to Jason Kidd or Deion Sanders. Have you ever heard either one of them rap? It's no. so bad. Uh, all right, so coaching staffs. Who's got the better coaching staffs? We both we know both these head coaches are great. But you've heard me talk about the defensive coordinators in Spagnola and Bowles, and we know the OCs as well in Byron Leftwich and Eric Bieniemy. So, who's got the better coaching staff here, guys? What, what, what do you think, Chad? Which 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 side of the ball you want to be on? You want to be with uh, Andy Reid and his group, or you want to be with Bruce Arians and his? Dude, this is a straight push, is it not? I mean, how is how do you even make how do you, how do you call it the the experience the 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 total overall depth and breadth of e each of these guys. I honestly, you're happy to be a part of the organization on either side. I, I honestly can't call it. I don't know. I, I mean, Jay's point that the enemy doesn't call his plays leads me to, you know, and, and he can't because Andy Reed is too great. You don't, you don't take, play calling responsibility from that guy but Bulls I mean Bulls has been incredible uh I I I, I can't call it I, I honestly I call it a straight push wow we got we, we stumped we stumped Chad here Jay which, which coach of staff do you like better oh well this is Tampa Bay by far right that, that doesn't mean that it doesn't all add up but if you're asking me who has the better overall staff it's, it's Tampa Bay. I mean, Andy Reid is, is amazing. And people are like, why, does, why doesn't BNB get a full-time job? And I've said before, he doesn't call his own plays. Andy Reid does. People are like, well, Andy Reid thinks he should get a new job. Like, somebody should hire him as head coach. Of course Andy Reid does. It puts one more team out there that he knows what they're up to. <laughs> right? Like, like, he could put a ham sandwich in an outfit and make it his offensive coordinator. He is calling the shots. That's Andy Reid for you, right? Byron Leftwich he actually gets to call his own plays. So if you ask me who's the better offensive coordinator right now, I'm actually might even lean left, which is better 
than, than the enemy because he's calling the plays. Although even that's hard to say because, you know, who's really calling the plays in Tampa Bay is Tom Brady, right? And I consider Brady a kind of coach too. And then on the defensive end, it's nothing against Bagnolia, but I think Todd Bowles, especially since he left the Jets and stepped back into a coordinator position away from head coaching, we've really seen his genius come out not just in, in putting together this defense and this system, but in putting together so quickly with so many pieces and so many egos in the same room, he's kind of proving that he might be worth another shot at head coach down the line. So, you know, both teams, great. I agree with Chad. You know, this, you, you can't argue with either, but which complete staff is better? Give me the bucks. Yeah, I'm uh... – I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on the on, on that overall, Jay. I, I'm with you on the fact that I think the Bucks have the better overall staff. But for this one game, for how this staff, maybe like I said, it's just because Spags has has shut down Brady before. I think maybe for this one game, I want I, I want the Chiefs staff. So that basically takes us right to the final question, guys. I mean, of, of the first half here. So who do you got? KC's the three point favorite. Over unders at fifty six. Who's going to win and why? Chad, is this where you tell us you're taking the Bucks? Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks. <laughs> I mean, you know, and and you gotta also quantify or at least throw in as part of how you quantify this the home cooking of of not having to leave your comfy confines and 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 you're playing at home, that's, that does matter. I think that is, is relevant. But uh, across the board, overall, again, I come back to that offensive line injury. We're asking Mahomes to do a whole lot. And, you know, it's kind of like, like what you're hoping is going to happen in New Jersey with, with, uh, with those big three, you know, performing without a net. You're, you're asking a lot. But if anybody can do it, he can do it. And just like those three could probably do it without a defense, they can probably go ahead and win a championship. You might be right, Matt. But I'm, I'm saying that's a lot of pressure on a guy without the, the things that he needs that he's normally had around him to succeed. I see it being higher scoring than, than everybody expects. But I, I do like Tampa here. I, I, I think that they win. I, I, I think Tampa Bay is going to win. I think they're, they've got – if you just were to go across the board at all of the, all of the, the parts and you guys just, you guys just both agreed they have the better coaching. So we can call the, the quarterbacking a wash. They've got a better running game. The receivers are a push. I mean, their defense, I mean, where, where do they have the advantage? Where does, where do the chiefs have the advantage aside from quarterback? So you're asking for them to have a Michael Jordan performance from Mahomes to win and the Chiefs to win. And, and can he do it? Yes. Willie, uh, 38-35. All right. Chad's got the over, and he's taken the Bucks. Jay, as he said, you know, we, we think the Bucks have the better coaching staff, so are you taking the Bucks here as well? It's a coin flip game for me. It could go either way. I think the three-point spread is just about right. It's exactly what the Chiefs won by last time. I think in this situation, I take the Bucks. I think if the Chiefs win, they'll win by more than three. But in a tight game, I think the Bucs win. And I'm going to be freaky weird and take uh, the under here. I expect Tampa to try to play ball control and never, ever, ever let Mahomes get the ball. <laughs> right, right? I expect lots of really, really tiny Patriesque uh, uh, passes. <laughs> right? And I expect lots of Fournette and Jones on the ground. I expect this to be low scoring. And, and give me Tampa, and I'll take the points off you. I'm going to take Kansas City, guys. Like I said, I, I, I like Spagnola's defense here. That's the only reason. He, he, he can get to Brady. He did it last time uh, that, that, that Kansas City and, and Tampa Bay met up earlier in the season. He did it in the Super Bowl against Brady with the Giants. It's going to come down, you know, Chad's right, the offensive line. Mahomes is going to have to have a Michael Jordan-esque type game, but I think Mahomes has those type of games, and if anybody does in the, in the NFL right now, if anybody can create – space in the backfield right now it's Mahomes running away and finding as Jay said Tyreek Hill and all he's got to do is make a couple moves and he's gone for 40 40 or more so um yeah give me KC and and maybe a little bit of a blowout I think I think uh over if you're going KC you got to go over right yeah I think I think you do have to go over because I mean Tampa Bay is going to put up points but I think this is going to be like uh 38 38 
24 game, 38-28 maybe, something like that. But, yeah, give me the over. But give me KC in a, in a little bit of a, a of a pull away in the second half. I, I could be wrong, you know. I mean, they uh, – No, like I, I think you're right. I think, you know, it's, it's one of those games where it oddly goes one of two big swingy ways. If KC wins, you know they're going to cover the spread and score a ton of points. If they lose, you know it's going to be under and nobody's going to score a ton of points. I mean, they could both be in the 20s, but that's about it. I like so. the balls on that call right there. I, I like the balls on that call. That's That's got balls on it. How's it a ballsy call? They're the favorite. <laughs> but they shouldn't be. And, and your point differential is ballsy. That's balls. I like it. I'm with Chad here. That is a ballsy move. You're saying 38-28. You're saying the Chiefs are going to win by double digits. As a rule, when you bet on football – if anybody, you know, is giving you 10 points, you take it. So I'm with Chad. That, that's a big, ballsy pick, Matt. Uh, I might be eating my words then. Uh, uh, all right. Well, hey, look, the, there, there's, there's three things that are great about the Super Bowl. If you ask anybody, it's the game itself. It's the commercials for the people. And then it's the food. And Chad's got some food coming for us later. Chad, you got some food uh, coming for us later in, in, in the day? Yeah, we're going to do some little uh, kick-ass tostaditas. I'm going to do some little um, – I don't even know what I'm calling them. These um, potatoes I'm roasting and smashing and then some grilled ribeye and chimichurri. Woo. I'm, I, I think I'm going to do this little ahi pokey sucker that I've been waiting to do. Damn so, it, man, I need some lunch. That sounds good. Yeah, baby. All right, like I said, so keep, keep, keep an eye on our Instagram and whatnot uh, for, 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 for those sort of things. The fourth thing about the Super Bowl that not a lot of people talk about but something that we love – are the prop bets, baby. There's nothing better than these prop bets to keep a game interesting, especially if you don't have a team in the fight. You know, this year, luckily, we have the the quarterback storyline and whatnot to keep everybody intrigued. But, you know, sometimes it's a little lackluster if you don't have a team or a dog in the fight. But prop bets help keep it interesting. So so let's start with first, guys. What's going to happen first, a sack or a touchdown? Odds are on the TD here. So, so Jay, what do you think, man? We, we going to see uh, Brady or Mahomes go down first, or are they going to toss a TD? Oh, man. G- give me the TD first. I-, I just think with this many high-powered weapons, especially how quick KC scores, if they end up taking the, 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 the first kickoff, or in the Buccaneers' case, uh, you noted you know, their offensive line let the Chiefs get to Brady last time. I don't see him making that mistake twice. So I'm going to go TD first. All right. Chad, do you think both teams are, are shored up enough that they're going to get the TD before the sack? No, I think it's a literal corn, fl- corn flip, you know, and it always comes to that who's going to defer because you never take the kick. So if, if we get the coin flip, I, I Kansas city's offensive line is a problem. So I'm, I'm going to say just going on a straight hunch, Casey wins, um, or pardon me, the Buccaneers win. they defer, they allow the chiefs to get it first and they get a sack. With that off defensive line and that offensive line having their problems, the sack comes first. All right, Chad's on the sack. I, I'm with you too, man. I, I think we're going to see a sack before we see a touchdown. But, but I mean, uh, you know, look, who knows, man? Both these quarterbacks could easily toss a 60-yarder and then, then we're, we're all wrong, except for Jay, obviously. All right, so what's the first score then, Jay? Is it going to be a touchdown or is there going to be a field goal or, or a safety? First, odds again favor the TD. I think you got to favor the TD2 here. It just totally makes sense. Look at, you know, the Chiefs, obviously, they don't really do field goals. <laughs> the Buccaneers, like, I think, you know, watch out for what's his name, Tyler Johnson, man. Watch out for that kid in this game. If you're one of those, like, daily sports bet people and you're looking for a, a buy low candidate, that kid catches these wild passes from Brady when things get desperate. And I could see him actually getting the first TD while everybody else is covered. TD all the way. All right, Chad, what do you think, man? TD or a field goal or a safety going to be scored first? You know, the Chiefs have, have scored touchdowns on an unbelievable rate in this postseason. It's, it's insane. So, it is, it's, a t- it's a touchdown, right? I mean, it's a touchdown. I mean, it feels like it. Like you said, I'm with both of y'all. The Chiefs don't score field goals. So, the only thing I can see is if Tampa Bay gets the ball first and they end up settling for a, a field goal just because – but, I, I mean, I think both these teams know field goals aren't going to win this game. All right. What's the first turnover then? A fumble or an interception? Or are there not going to be any turnovers? Jay, where are you at? Oh, there'll be a turnover, and, and I feel like it'll be a fumble by one of the quarterbacks. 
Wow, you're going fumble. Wow, all right. Jed. You ever see Patty Mahomes run around and make those amazing plays? That ball is wobbling everywhere in his hand, man. And then Brady, you know, they're playing as a sack him. I see a sack fumble at some point happening here. I mean, I can maybe see Brady. I, I guess I just I, – I can't even envision the last time I saw Mahomes fumble. Uh, Chad, where are you at on this one, man? Interception or fumble? Brady gets picked. <laughs> it's that simple. Brady gets picked. I, oh, I, only happened three times last game. <laughs> I, I'm kind of with you, Chad. I think it's, I think Brady gets picked too. But man, I'm I, I now I want to see a, a Patty Mahomes fumble kind of because I, I don't know if I've ever seen it. So let's talk about quarterbacks, guys. Um, let's do total passing yards first. So Mahomes over under 331 and a half. And you've got to love these numbers Vegas has 331 and a half yards over under Jay, where you at on Patty Mahomes throwing over 331 under, I think he, he probably gets somewhere between 280 and 320. I think this game is more defensive and more ball control. All right, Chad, where you at man? 331 over under. They got to run the ball. They have to run the ball. It's got to be under. See, you know, I, 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 all it takes is like a couple Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman, you know, catches, you know. If it was just how many yards is he going to throw for in the air, I'd go under. But yards after catch, 331, oh, that's a nice number. Oh, Jay, I'm, I'm with you that I think it's closer to 320 than I think it is 280. I don't know if it gets to 331, though, guys. I might be under with you, but, but I don't think it's much. All right, Brady's at 306 and a half. <laughs> Uh, Jason, 306 and a half for Brady, over, under. I, I would lay off this one. Uh, I, like, this feels more reasonable to me. I see both guys being in that 280 to 320 range. I, I, that's a really tough call. Uh, I, I guess I would go under because it feels right to me. 305, 306 feels right. But if Tampa's going to lean on anything besides Brady, it's going to be that run game that has been great this playoffs, which would take away from his yardage. So give me the under here. Jackson, where are you at, man? Where are you at? Dude, that's really right at it, right? I mean, feels like it's right at it. Uh, slightly over. 312. Yeah, I think if you guys are taking Tampa Bay to win, you have to go over here. I think the only way Tampa Bay wins is if Brady goes over 306 and a half. So, that, that, for me, I'm taking the under because I don't think Tampa Bay – actually, no, I'm going to go the over because I think they're going to be throwing like crazy. I just don't know if they're going to get the scores. I think the interception is going to be piling up. So, I'll take the over on that. All right. Both QBs are at two and a half TD passes for the over/under. Jay is uh, who's going to throw three TDs? Either either quarterback. Ooh, uh, I think Mahomes will throw three TDs. Uh, I don't know about Brady. I feel like I feel like Tampa's a team that can punch it in a lot. Like you know, the Gronk down the seam to the five, and then you punch it in with Fournette or Jones. So I, I would go over with Mahomes, but under with Brady. Chad, where are you at, man? Over/under two and a half for each of them. Both of them over. Wow. So you get how, – how many you got total then? You got three each? You going four each? Yeah. What are you thinking here? Three each is exactly it. Gosh, this is this, – this one I'd probably lay off because I think both of them could easily do – I think they're, they could both easily go under and have a rushing touchdown or something. You know, how many times has Brady gone in from the one, you know, over the top? Or Mahomes, you know, faked somebody out and ran it in from the seven. And this was total touchdowns for quarterbacks? I'd go over. Passing? I, I might go under here, so um, or I might just not touch it. Who's going to score the longest touchdown, guys? Which team is it going to be? Uh, Scotty Miller again for uh, for Tampa Bay on the long bomb, or is it going to be a Tyreek Hill scamper for you, Jay? Who's going to score the longest touchdown? Uh, if it's going to be a super long one, it's going to be Hill, no doubt about that. All right, Chad, who you got, man? Is it going to be the Bucks or the Chiefs with the longest TD in the game? That's easy. It's easily the Chiefs. They have the more explosive weapons. Got to be the Chiefs. One of those dudes will get loose and shake one. Yeah, no, if you're, if you're going to take this bet and you don't take the Chiefs, I don't know what you're doing. Otherwise, you're laying off it. All right, what about this game being tied again after 0-0? Are we going to see like a 7-7 game, then a 14-14 game? Or, is, uh, or, or, or are these teams ever going to be tied again? What do you think, Chad? 100% chance this game is tied after 0-0. Maybe multiple times. All right, Jay, what do you think, man? Yeah, I don't see a lot of field goals here, so I see a 7-7, 14-14 as we get into the second, third quarter. See, so, yeah, so this is where my blowout theory comes into play. I don't think we see these teams tied. I think Tampa Bay is playing catch-up the whole game, and I don't think they ever catch them. So uh, I don't think it's ever going to be tied again. It may be 7-7. That might be right at the start. That's going to be nervous if Tampa gets the ball first, let me tell you. 
Oh, yes. Like I said, it might be 770. Yeah, that's going to make me nervous. Yeah. 77 is the only one I could see. All right. Jay, I know you love the anthem, man. They've got the yeah. over under over- under just set at two minutes for Miley Cyrus. What do you think, dude? She's got to go over two minutes, right? Yeah, and here's the, here's the why, fun fact of why they've set it at two and why it's averaged two for the last decade now. Like, I mean, a little bit over, a little bit under, but they're always going to have you at 159 or two on the bet because those fighter jets go over and they tell the singer when they have exactly two minutes, those jets are going to go overhead. So it basically comes down to when those jets go overhead, if you're still singing, do you sing over, try to sing over top of them? And you know Miley Cyrus will, so I'm going over. <laughs> Chad, where are you at, man? Is Miss Miley Cyrus going to respect the jets? She is going to – look, we'd have to see a second wardrobe malfunction. And don't put it past her. She doesn't like to keep her clothes on. So there's a chance. But barring a wardrobe malfunction, it goes under. <laughs> All right, here's a new one, guys. I hadn't seen this one before. And it's got to just be because of this fast-scoring Chiefs offense or something. But will we see any scoring drive that takes less time than the national anthem? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, look, the odds of this are actually really, really good because just think of the end of the second half – or, uh, yeah, sorry, end of the second quarter when you're going into the half and you just want to get a field goal. You get a kickoff at 25, two passes, you kick that field goal at 35 or 40 yards. That drive takes 35 seconds or something. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, the, the, the end of half drives is going to be probably what wins this, you know. But who knows? Like I said, the Chiefs could also just do it middle of the third quarter. Chad, what do you think, man? This, is, is this a lock for you too? This is the easiest one in the bunch. Yes, for sure. The, the end of the half it being the, the tilter on this, no doubt. All right, well, Chad, here, this one's just for you, buddy. Well, not just for you, but just because of you. Tyreek Hill, is he going to have more receiving yards Sunday or are the Heat going to score more points against the Knicks on Sunday? <laughs> How many of the Heat supposed to score? I don't know. I figure something like in the 90s or something, right? 100 maybe? I don't know. The Heat haven't been good lately. They've been beat no, up by the COVID and whatnot. Yeah, they've been, they've been having trouble keeping guys on the floor. So that, that's interesting. They got, they got uh, Butler back, so that helps. Ooh, this is tough. Um, give me the Heat. All right, you taking the Heat. All right, Jay, what do you like, man? Tyreek Hill's receiving yards or the Heat's total points? That's a really confusing one to me. Uh, so how many points to score the Heat score, or how many yards Tyreek Hill gets? Exactly. Right. Yeah, you know Tyreek Hill go for one forty-seven, the Heat could go for one twenty-three. You know, I don't know. Oh, I, I, yeah, I'll take the Heat here. I, I, I think people are, are going to be on the lookout for Hill this time. I, I hope they learn their lesson. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be the oddball out. I'll take Tyreek Hill, man. I just that that guy can't can't stop Tyreek Hill. They're not going to let him do what he did to them last time again. They can't. They, no, there's just no way. No way. Well, of course, but, I mean, still, he can still get 120 without trying. I mean, Tyreek Hill just, just a machine, man. Like I said, he gets 40 a catch on accident. So, all right. Won't argue that. Brady. Brady's number of completions, Chad, or PG-13's total points against the Kings. Man, the Kings can't play defense, so that's a problem. The Kings are the second-worst defensive team in the NBA behind the Wizards, who Bradley Beal said couldn't guard a parked car. So, um, give me PG. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to figure PG's going to put up about 25, right, at least, maybe 30. So, so Jay Brady, he's not going to throw 25 completions in this game, is he? Oh, you know, I, I kind of think he is and don't, but you know, don't think that equates to a lot of yards. Think of a lot of ball control here. A lot of little outs to Fournette, to Jones, to guys like Johnson in the slot, stuff like that. I, I, I see uh, this is a dink and dunk game. A lot of the completions, not necessarily a lot of yards off. All right. So you're, uh, P- so you're going to take, you're going to take Brady, huh? And, <clears throat> yep. and PG can easily go for 35. Yeah. That's Just what I'm so, saying. Yeah. 25 was my low number. You know. 25 slow. I mean, he, they don't have anybody really that can guard him. So it's not, it, it's not unrealistic that he could go for 35 in that game. Brady could throw 35 completions for all we know. It could, we could go to overtime. We could have hey, some. You, <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, these are prop bets. These are, these are the fun ones. These are the, the ones that I like the most in this. 
Yeah, no, there, there's a couple more NBA ones. Like I said, I just cherry-picked uh, some of my favorites here from, uh, from groupings. Obviously, there's about 20 for each player, it feels like. All right, so finally, who's your MVP? Who do you got, Jay? Who is it? Is, is, is it going to be Patty Mahomes? going to be Brady? Is it going to be somebody that we don't even think about right now? Quarterback of the winning team is always the right answer. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll go off the reservation here. Uh, give me Leonard Fournette. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's way off the reservation. Chad, who do you got, man? Who's, who's your MVP? Yeah, he, Jay's right. I mean, it's always the quarterback of the winning team. When hasn't it been? Jerry Rice, not included. Uh, trying to remember. Ronald Jones, the second. Not junior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoever has the most running yards for Tampa Bay. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh. I mean, I, I think that really is going to be a huge issue in this. And I think Ronald Jones, junior slash the second, is a guy who might explode for two big carries and, you know, ends up being like, how did this guy do this? All right, you guys love that Tampa Bay squad. All right, you look. Pick the Chiefs, so you're going with the QB of the team, team you think will win, right? <laughs> I mean, look, if it's not Mahomes, it's got to be Hill, right? It's going to be Hill just going off for 200 plus yards and two TDs. Yeah, if or they something. win, it's got to be one of those two, 100%. Yeah, no, I mean, look, unless, like, there's always that freak where it's like, Kelsey. It's, where it's, where it's Kelsey. like, where it's like the honey badger, you know, because he picked off Brady twice in a pick six or something, you know. It could be something crazy like the honey badger. That, that happened in the, the Super Bowl. The Steelers lost to the Cowboys. They gave it to a cornerback called Larry Brown because they couldn't give it to the Steelers quarterback who threw him two perfect picks. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. No, Larry, Larry I, Brown. Think he, I think he got three in that game, actually. That was a three. <laughs> it was really funny. Like, every time O'Donnell went back to pass, it was going to him, man. <laughs> Random side note. My first ex-wife dated Larry Brown for a hot minute. <laughs> no way. Random side note, indeed. All right. Anything else on the menu, guys? Anything else coming up that, uh, that we should be aware of? Anything, anything you want to plug here, Jay? Oh, no. I'm looking ahead to pitchers and catchers not that long away. I love the Super Bowl. Uh, I hate the period between the Super Bowl and the start of baseball. So uh, I'm looking ahead and getting my scorecards ready. All right, Chad, what about you, man? Anything on your docket coming up on the menu? I'm with you, Jay. You know, I'm ready to see pitchers and catchers, but now it looks like baseball ownership is trying to push back. Going to piss me off, these guys. Going to have to smack somebody upside the head. Jesus, <laughs> are they going to get it right? I mean, come on. We want to watch baseball. Makes me angry. They'll, they'll work it out. I think they saw, they saw revenue they didn't expect during a pandemic when they got it together last year. I think they'll – They'll be excited to, to get the last of that captive audience. They better. They better because we don't need another, like, protracted situation with baseball and a shortened season where it's all wonky and all that. You know, we, we can take one season of, of weirdness and not having, like, real, real season stuff where we can evaluate who these guys actually are. But another one's going to make for – just a bunch of pissed off fans. So uh, side note for me, my brother and I have been really working our ass off to try and find PSA, the, the, the company that evaluates these cards, man, they, they seem to me to be the bully on the block. Now we found a couple of uh, interesting companies that are, that are um, in the market, new companies that, that come in and, and take your cards and, and use them like their stock chips. We're about to invest in this company and we're about to put our cards in these, these guys' hands. And um, I'll, I'll send uh, everybody in the Tailgate King uh, family a link. So if you're a collector and you want to start looking at offloading your cards, because did you see what the Jordan went for? Jordan, two Jordan rookies just this last week went for $800,000, two of them. I mean, we, that's over 15 times what they went for pre-pandemic. So this market has, has hit fever pitch, and there's a lot of now other entities in the market that are trying to find ways to leverage the opportunity to create real opportunity for 
investors and, and collectors like ourselves, Matt, I know you're sitting on all your cards. So I'll, I'll send that link out so everybody has an opportunity to see that and, and get a chance to be involved in how to find an alternate to waiting 16 weeks to get PSA to evaluate your card for $5,000. That's what it, it's looking like it's going to cost to get that Jeter evaluated. It's a crazy market, man. It's a crazy market, especially right now. Memorabilia, all that stuff just going out the door right now. Like I said, eBay is probably killing it in the stock market. I haven't even looked lately. eBay right. is the worst, worst platform for trading your memorabilia. Period. <laughs> don't, don't put your stuff on eBay. Everybody puts their stuff on eBay. Like I said, you don't put it unless it's like super high, but you know, like I said, everybody puts don't their, put it on their middle stuff. So it's the worst. It's the worst. Don't put it on eBay. Beckett is making a nice comeback in terms of card evaluation. Beckett is only six months into this, but they're now trying to compete with PSA. There's, there's a, uh, it's become so white hot that there are new entities in the marketplace that can evaluate your, your trading cards and give you a chance to really maximize your bang for your buck. Don't, don't get sold out. All right. We're going to help you. We're going to help you collectors. Ooh, Chad's going to create a new podcast. All right. Uh, like I said, make sure that you check back with us on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the Twitter, on all that stuff. Hit us up, leave us a comment, find us on Spotify, find us on anchor, find us on all those channels. We are the tailgate Kings. We'll be back next week to talk. Well, I guess a bunch of off-season movements. I mean, we're going to have a huge quarterback carousel we've been avoiding this whole time. So here we go. Quarterback carousel next week, among other off-season moves. Will we know if Breeze is officially retired by then? We'll see. All right, y'all. For now, I'm Dr. Die with Chef Chad and Jason Reynolds, and we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.